Next on BYU Sports Nation, one of the finest collective days for BYU athletics. In the professional ranks, two former teammates put in work in the NBA, and another gets a call from L.A. Jimmer, Brandon, and Jennifer, all on topic. What's your BYU Sports Nation headline from last night's pro-sized performances? Plus, former Olympian, the BYU track and field coach Ed Eyestone joins us live, and Blaine Fowler gives us his perspective on the potential rise of Cougar football. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, here is Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Hello, Tuesday, April 15th, Tax Day. Ah! So if you haven't done them already, then you have procrastinated and it's your own fault. I want want to thank my mother-in-law right now, Pam Kraft, and my wife for doing them. I literally did nothing on my taxes. They did them for you. They did them for me. Thank you. What a wonderful thing. (laughs) I did mine in February. You know why? Because I had money coming back, and I want that money. That's how it works. Bring it back! I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with 18th century mug collector and a guy who doesn't do his own taxes, Jerem Jordan. Wherever and however you may be joining us, great to have you with us. The last day of class here on campus at Brigham Young University as well. Get it done, students. Get it done. Congratulations on surviving another semester. the devotional coming up, Cecil Samuelson's. Final it's devotional fine, yeah, that's right. uh, in the Samuelson. regular semester. Spring, summer, there are still devotionals. Woosh Cecil. Woosh Cecil, one last time. What a great man. Uh, so we had a commercial shoot yesterday here uh, in Studio B, and it uh, kind of felt like a circus, but it was an awesome circus. We've got Taysom Hill in here barking out signals, cheerleaders running around. <laughs> and We don't co- want to give away too much, yes. but uh, there are auditions for the third member yes. of the BYU Sports Nation crew. Jer- that, that's kind of the premise of this. Jerem may have offended Cosmo Cougar at one point. Like. <laughs> and, and apologized. It was part of the script. You know, just had to do it. You don't want to offend Cosmo. Like, if there's any guy on campus, you do not want to offend Cosmo. I'll say this. There is not a player on the BYU football team that wears a tighter jersey than Taysom Hill. <laughs> he brought his legit jersey, was, and I thought it was, was a joke. he was breathing in that thing. I thought it was a joke when he put it on. <laughs> no pads, of course, but he just put it on. I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, There's no jersey to grab if you're a defender. He is definitely 225 pounds. Guys, cut. That, we, have, we have confirmed that. And 48 hours after he got married, he's hanging out with us shooting a commercial. I felt I'm bad sorry. for him. I we felt to- bad for him. We told him, we're sorry. And he didn't say anything like, that's all right, guys. He's just like, <laughs> he quiet. just said, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. He, he agreed. Mm-hmm. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hat. Hashtag BYUSN. Link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever, and get involved in today's Twitter question. What is your Cougars in the Associations headline from last night? Referencing the nice performances from Jimmer, Brandon Davies, and Jen Hampson getting drafted. What's yours, Jerem? I've come up, I haven't finished it quite yet, but I'm thinking Jimmer Jams, Davies Dunks, and Hampson, I couldn't figure out Sparks. an H. Hampson Sparks! <laughs> there you go. Very I wanted good. an H to... Keep that going. But and Hampson Sparks. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. We'll work on Incomplete. that. Incomplete. Yeah, the H the, is silent, dude. Django. <laughs> the D is silent. Uh, send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. Jennifer Hampson, oh, by the way. Congrats. Yeah, just a major. We talked about this. We, ta- we talked about it yesterday that she could get drafted probably in the second round. That's really cool. Good for her. She has options. Great options now. Join our conversation, as we mentioned, using the hashtag BYUSN and listen to the show noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143. Watch the simulcast live each and every weekday on BYU TV and on BYUTV.org.
Time to rise and shout because it's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Cougars in the associations. I'm just going to focus on volleyball this summer and then do WNBA possibly when I'm done with volleyball. I feel like I got better at basketball this year because I focused on it, just on that. And so that's kind of what I want to do with volleyball is just focus on it for a season and then see what happens after that. Speaking of Jennifer Hampson, who told us on BYU Sports Nation just a few days ago that she was going to surpass any opportunity to play in the WNBA this summer to focus solely on volleyball, still gets drafted last night, 23rd overall, by the Los Angeles Sparks. They're taking a chance on her in hopes that after volleyball season is over, she'll kind of gravitate to them and, and go with them. And if, and if she does, I think they got a steal. It's a risk, but I think... I think she's going to do it. If she was all in on the WNBA, she's probably a top five pick. Instead, she's the 23rd pick because the Sparks are hoping that she's going to finish volleyball and then, and then go uh, sign with the Sparks. Because I, as of now, she could, if she wants, wait until next year and get drafted again. She could if play she this summer and LA still play and volleyball. Play with that's them and what's, sign a, with them. That's yeah. what's amazing. Like, there's no NCAA rule or regulation that's not allowing her to do both. But she just said, "You know what? I told my coaches that this was the plan. I want to focus on volleyball. I want to enjoy volleyball, and I'll play basketball later." And she's yet the she 23rd got, pick, and yet she got drafted. Must be nice. Yeah, must be nice. Congratulations! And it's her second to Jen favorite Hansen. sport. <laughs> like, it's not even the, the sport she likes the most. Is it? Or is gymnastics her second favorite that's, sport? That's and true. basketball maybe third. It's at third. least number two. I don't know. All I know Football is she, is fifth. Don't she tore that. it up at the Combine in Nashville, Tennessee. And that's why she got drafted regardless. Everybody knew. Yeah, I'm not playing basketball. Doesn't matter. And that, that Combine was cherry on the top because of what she did in the, in the NCAA tournament. Okay, so that, that's just one little aspect of last night, of why it was a great night for pros or future pros that have BYU ties. Jimmer Fredette, Jimmer! Hashtag free Jimmer for one game. The, Goes nuts! The very end of the regular season. 17 points, 7 of 14 shooting, 3 rebounds, a couple of assists. He hit a three. Everybody in Chicago went crazy. All these pictures were coming out from the Chicago Bulls Twitter account about how the fans he in Chicago love Jimmer. He looks good in a Bulls jersey, by the Man, way. And 30, it's nice so, to see him wearing 32 it's again. It's so cool to see Jimmer yeah. in a Bulls jersey. Yep. I'll be honest. It really is. It's like that, the Kings jersey, <laughs> the Bulls jersey, awesome. Yeah, I tweeted it out. I, I, I retweeted the Chicago Bulls picture. And for me, I was like, the first thing I thought when I saw it was picture perfect. Like, yeah. it, was, it was awesome. By the way, at McMinn5, he said, Hampson Hoopla, duh. Oh, yeah, that worked. Come on. That's fail. a good one. Fail BYUSN team. Jimmer had great production last night because he played a lot, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Yes! 31. That's the most minutes Jimmer Fredette has played in a single game since January 25th of 2012. Huh? When he played 36 minutes. 17 points last night is also more than Jimmer's previous 22 games as a bull. He had 15 where he combined. Had 15. That's <laughs> yeah. what hashtag free Jimmer is about. Let him play and see what happens. Just let him play starter minutes for five consecutive games. Any team. Just put him in as the starter for five games and see what he does. I am just, not, just give him a chance. I am not surprised at what he did last night. I know it's garbage time at the end of the regular season. It Jimmer is, cleans it up is, in garbage time. It is trashy, man. But but Jimmer Fredette got in and played well. Like is What, that, what is else that, is he supposed to is do? Is that garbage time, though, if you play 31 minutes? Is it garbage time? At the end of the year against Orlando. Okay, so man. when you look at the schedule. Yeah, the context of that game, yes, garbage. 
But that's fine. You know what? His yeah. performance was not garbage. It was awesome. We know what he can do. Clearly, Chicago knows what he can do. It's just unfortunate that DJ Augustine, the guy that's playing in front of him, is having a career year in the NBA. He's playing out of his mind. The, we own Texas except for this. Yeah. yeah DJ that's Augustine the, has That's us the there. only thing this year where we have not owned Texas. Okay, so there's part two. We have Jennifer Hampson going to the LA Sparks. Jim Murfredette goes off for 17 it's points. Jim Murfredette. Oh, yeah, my, my bad. His name's Jim. And Brandon Davies, one of Jimmer's old teammates. Not to be confused with Brandon Davis. Right. Who sometimes played for Brigham. Brandon goes for 11 points on five of six shooting, three rebounds, yeah. and a steal for the Philadelphia 76ers in a win they had. So it all kind of arranged on the same night. Jimmer, Brandon, Jennifer. And so collectively, this has to be one of the most exciting nights in terms of BYU basketball or former BYU basketball players all having these things happen. Davies tied a career high, by the way. And that's even more garbage time because <laughs> the 76ers are the worst team in the league. He only played 11 minutes. Right. but he 13 minutes. But he got oh, in and minutes, scored 11, right, 11, which points. is really efficient. That's good. I hope that Brandon can stay in the league. I really do. He got in a good situation for him to be able to be in the NBA. I think last year, if you would have said, is Brandon Davies going to play in the league next year? It's like, ah, probably not. But he played in the league. He made he got, it. He got hurt. And he he got played, a, he's played minutes. He got a contract. Good for him. Who's going to play more minutes in the NBA next year? Brandon Davies or Jimmer Fredette? That's a great question. <laughs> like, or I don't Jennifer know. Hampson in the WNBA. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't, I can't I would tell go you. with Jen Hampson in that. If we're talking about those three, who's going to play the most next season? I would go Jen Hampson. Which is just sad. Jimmer for It needs to be Jimmer. He he need exactly. It needs to be him because he has the most capability to score the basketball. The NBA is a scoring league. It just is. If he's on a good defensive team, which he is now, they can make amends for the fact that he's not a great defender yet. Doesn't mean he can't get better. How many great defenders are in the NBA? But we have this conversation every time we talk about. How him. many great defenders do you talk about? You know what I think about when I think of great NBA defender? I think about Bruce Bowen yeah, and then Michael Jordan. He's the guy. That comes to mind. Kobe Bryant was a good defender for a few years as well. Bill Lamebeer. Dennis Rodman. I mean, yeah, you, you talk about scores. Jimmer is a scorer. He has an opportunity, finally, to go out and do this with the Chicago Bulls, and he delivers. I don't care if it was against the Magic. Yeah. He Ham- made the most of his opportunity. Jennifer Hampson, by the way, third Cougar drafted in the WNBA ever. Aaron Thorne and Ambrosia Anderson. Ambrosia. The yeah, other Ambrosia, two. I covered Ambrosia awesome. when I was yeah, in yeah. We school. Were, we, were, we were broadcast students together. She was... She was a baller. She had some serious game. Oh, by the way, we failed to mention that the BYU Sports Nation karma continues to pay off for Jennifer Hanson. Of course it does. Comes on the show, gets drafted in the WNBA. Bang, Biscuit! <laughs> Do you want to get drafted? Are you hey, a BYU athlete hoping this. to get drafted? Come on this program. Daniel w- Sorensen has come on this program and wants to get drafted. And that's going to happen. Look, she went to the Combine after she came on our, our show. Right? Yes. Yep, she did. Okay. The so, karma strikes again. It's happening again. What is your Cougars in the Associations headline from last night? It's winter time. At Callan underscore Osborne. Jimmer takes advantage of extended minutes with the Bulls. Jen plans to take advantage of hers away from the LA Sparks. That's too much text for the headline, but I like it. <laughs> At McMinn5, Jim Murfredette, yes. Lights up United Center with his own magic style. Nice. Very, he, very they nice. played Orlando. Nice. Yes, I'll throw in a hashtag like Jimmer Freed. At Gentleman87, Jimmer and Brandon Davies have breakout performances. Yes. At, I would call Jimmer's a breakout. Yeah. 
I would call his a breakout. I mean, with the Bulls, that was yep, his best game. For sure. Jimmer plays for the Chicago Bulls. It still hasn't set in for me. At Bridger Hill, Jimmer starts 2 of 7, finishes the night 7 of 14. He's heating up. He's heating up. He's on fire. He was on fire. He went 1 for 5 from 3. He had 5 fouls. But he was 7 for it was 7 what, for 14 overall. 6 for 9 from 2, yeah. I believe. Uh, I tweeted out uh, a link that I saw earlier today. All 17 of his points in a highlight reel on YouTube. I love today that, you know what, I didn't catch that game. I heard about it last night, but I could still, still watch see all the highlights. Just seven, I don't care about Joe Kim Noah's layups and DJ Augustine not doing any whatever. Jimmer 17, easily accessible. By the way, if you haven't seen Damian Lillard's Adidas commercial Amazing. that came out this morning, Carmelo, oh Barry Sanders, Chris <laughs> Webber all involved. It's hilarious. It's fantastic. Will Jamal Williams run track this spring for BYU? Interesting question. We'll ask BYU track and field coach Ed Eystone next. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is John Beck, and you are in BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to the show. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. It airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYURadio.org. The BYU Radio iOS app and simulcast on BYU TV. Do you have that memorized now? I, I should. Shouldn't I? Yeah, yeah I it's, been, it's been a while. Good grief. Hey, Friday, special edition of BYU Sports Nation. Two hours live from 11 to 1 Eastern Time. We'll be on campus at the BYU Bookstore. If you're local, 9 to 11 Mountain Time, show up, say, hey, Steve Young, Tom Homo, Taysom Hill, Taylor Sander, Tyler Hazan. Five A-listers. Yeah. Woo! It's the, the, the four power T's. Tom, Taysom, Taylor, Tyler. You know, like if you're a, uh, a BYU sports fan, I just say those first names. They're like Brazilian soccer players. You know exactly who I'm talking about. Well, if we say Steve, you know who we're talking about, too. That's true. That's true. The five first name dudes. We have another A-lister that's joining us right now. Wow. His that's name. That's impressive to be included in that list. His name is Ed Eystone, BYU track and field coach, former Olympian, uh, former broadcaster as well. Coach, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Uh, this is technically your, your debut on the set. so uh, Happy to finally be here, man. I've been yeah. so excited to have this opportunity to, to come to BYU Sports Nation, so thank you. You're welcome. What's better, being profiled on the Letterman Show or being profiled on BYU Sports Nation? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Letterman's retiring, you know, yeah. so uh, maybe, maybe most relevant is BYU Sports hey, Nation. Hey, we're just getting going. Yeah, like, that's good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tell us about that experience. You, you go to Letterman. And there's some kind of inside joke because he references coach. Well, yeah. Well, what he does is every every year we've been there, going there the last five or six years. I have a, a woman that I just email every time we're coming out, and say, "Hey, can you get us twenty, thirty tickets or whatever?" And she does the best to get some tickets. And over the years, I've just learned that he will come out and kind of warm up the audience a little bit uh, before the show even takes place. And so he will usually tell a couple of jokes, and then he will um, maybe ask a question. And if you happen to be sitting kind of in the front and you get that, le- that hand up really quick, then he may call on you. And so the last two years, I've been able to ask questions. And then he'll always, once the show starts, there's always kind of an inside joke where he will reference and that. that was you. Yeah, that was Coach. me. Yeah. Coach. <laughs> then, exactly. And then it cuts to you. We're like, Ed Eyestone is on. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, actually, last year we, we were on as well, but it was a, he kind of uh, goofed on me the entire show because I had uh, he had asked uh, do we have any questions I threw my hand up and I said um, yeah uh, I and I, I made some question he goes 
what's your name? And then, then just, there was just a running joke of me going, of him going like this every time the, the show got slow. <laughs> Is anybody out there? <laughs> so it was good. The, the team, my team actually had a great time with that, uh, you know, all, all season long. They were, anytime they wanted to kind of make fun of me, they'd, they'd go, coach, oh, coach, we have a question for you. <laughs> so That's it's, awesome. it's a nice tradition, but I guess. Ed Stone is on BYU Sports <laughs> exactly. Nation with us right now. <laughs> <laughs> the head coach of BYU Track and Field. Coach, you talked about your illustrious career, uh, but I want to go back to something that happened at the Y Awards, and uh, you, you kind of hinted that maybe Jamal Williams could <laughs> could transition over and, and potentially help your team out. He's a dynamic athlete. We all know that. What's the possibility of Jamal running track for BYU as well as playing football? Well, obviously, when I came on board uh, as the track coach here, that's one of the areas that I, I feel like we have some amazing athletes yeah. that uh, play football for us. And... Uh, and if there was a possibility in working with Coach Mendenhall Hall uh, in getting some of those amazing athletes to uh, come out and run track for us, that would be a great thing. You know, win-win is what we're looking for, and certainly we would never want to do anything to take away uh, from, sure. from football. But uh, anything that we could do on the track side, and, and uh, my, uh, my uh, sprint hurdle coach is Kyle Grossart, who has a history in working as the strength and conditioning guy with football. And so I think uh, Coach uh, Mendenhall has a comfort level uh, with um, Coach Grossart. And so hopefully in the future, uh, we'll be able to see some of these uh, athletes coming out. And uh, obviously we had a meeting with Coach uh, Mendenhall, and, and obviously we uh, said that uh, we realize that the priority is, is football. But if we have a, a young man who is doing well academically and is a responsible young man and we can add some things on the, on the track side, we would certainly love to, to see that. And actually uh, – uh, we we saw Jamal out to practice for the first day uh, just yesterday, and so it, we'll see we'll see how things go. And uh, and um, again, the number one priority, obviously, uh, any any track coach needs to be a big fan of the, All the other football sports. and particularly the football and the <laughs> yeah. basketball uh, programs, women's because, basketball yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly, Lexi. Oh, Lexi. certainly, yeah. And and Lexi um, is out for us uh, again as well. Two years ago, she was. Uh, uh, doing the high jump for us last year, she was rehabbing the knee. Uh, but two years ago, she, I believe, was the first athlete not to make it to the uh, NCAA meet, so uh, championship meet. So she was right on the border there at the regional meet, and, and she's back. She's healthy, and she was uh, doing a workout with our high jumpers uh, yesterday as well. So it was kind of a, um, a homecoming of sorts for uh, both Jamal and um, and Lexi uh, yesterday. So, and we'll, we'll see how things go. We realize their priority is their, is their um, main either football or basketball, but anything that we can do to, to help with that, we certainly uh, would love to. And, and we have a, a great staff in place. I'll to give do you the only that. selling point that you need. I used to be an Olympian. Done. Like, like that's all. You, that's all you need. Two times, <laughs> exactly. not once, but twice. Well, exactly. Well, that's that's nice of you to say. I I don't know that I'd be working uh, coaching directly with them that much because I don't think either of them wants to run the ten thousand meters or the five thousand <laughs> yeah. meters. Although, although they're such great athletes, they probably could do fine in that. But as I said, I have some great assistant coaches uh, that are working in those areas, and I feel very confident that they can uh, get the most out of any athlete. So Jamal Williams is on the track team. He was out to practice um, yesterday, so awesome. yes, and I, I'm, I'm hoping he has a, a great experience with that, and, and we're going to take it one day at a time, and, coach, and obviously working with Coach Mendenhall, and, and as long as everybody's happy, yeah. we'd love to, to continue Fantastic. doing that. Do and you it, work it, him into uh, a meet? 
Um, we would love to do that as well. You know, I, that's I don't, the point I, of practice. I, yeah, I, guess, yeah, right? I, don't, I don't know that we we like to practice just for the inherent <laughs> joy of, of, of practicing. But yeah, would love to see him in a in a BYU track uniform. And it's uh, you know we'll see how these practices and workouts go. First of all, yeah. he needs to kind of establish himself as one of the faster guys. But I, I think he certainly uh, has that capability. We've seen that talent on the football field, and I've got to believe there'd probably be a place for him in the four by one at the very least. Mm. <laughs> and, I'd love to. Uh, that would be fun to watch. Well, yeah, it would be fun to watch. And, uh, and again, we want to do what's best for Jamal and what's best for BYU football. And uh, if we can be an asset or an aid in that, then we would certainly love to do that. And it would be good for us, too. Like yeah. I say, win-win. Uh, anytime you have great athletes out on the track and field team, it's going to help. It's going to help with uh, – I mean, we're talking about it right now. Yes. Aren't we? We're talking so, about <laughs> BYU track and field. Yeah, exactly. And that's uh, – so uh, we'll just see how things pan out. What's the current status of your of your program? I know that it's it's probably interesting to recruit uh, a sport like track and field across the country, but you've been able to do it at a high level, and BYU has a great program. So, what what's the reasoning behind BYU's uh, sustaining the the high quality of athletes that are coming into the program? Well, I think uh, first of all, obviously, like any uh, sport here at BYU, we have a pretty select uh, pool that we're recruiting from. And, and if we can get out and do our very best with the top LDS athletes out there uh, and get them, then we're going to year in, year out, do do very well, uh, particularly in some some of the event categories like the distance events. We, we've been blessed in that area. Uh, you know, our men's team has finished in the top. Well, we were fourth, sixth, and fourth over the last three yeah, years in, in the men's cross-country uh, championships. So that's, that's exciting. And success breeds success anytime you're, you're, you know, winning championships or uh, getting on the podium at the NCAA meet, then uh, it just kind of feeds into itself and that whole, uh, you know, winning mentality and whatnot. So uh, we're fortunate there, and I think if we can continue to get the good recruits from there, we, you know, we have to be on our toes. Uh, just because BYU doesn't mean we're going to get the top LDS athlete. There are other schools out there that are realizing these can be some amazing athletes as well. And, and, and you know, it's not only the LDS athlete that we're after. We're looking for you know, our, our criteria for recruiting someone is, are they fast and can they live the honor code? And, uh, you know, obviously the, the LDS athlete usually falls a little easier in that, but we have some, some great people from, uh, from other belief systems that have come on board, have done great and contributed to the team. We'll continue to look for the top athletes. Ed Stone is on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, I've since moved from Provo, but when I lived in Provo, the biggest driving hazard that I noticed was not deer, but it was the men's cross-country team or the distance runners. <laughs> yeah. Around town, always in the morning. These guys are awesome. They're, they stick to it. How much do uh, you want you guys to run per week, and how much do you still run? Well, it depends on the athlete. I, I get some that are running as little as 60 miles a week and some as that are little, as, as little as, as, little as, as, as 60 miles. Well, <laughs> some that, I know that sounds like not much, but some going uh, close to 100 miles a week. Wow. And then, I'll, oh. you know, I'll, I'll have some 800-meter guys who are more 4'8 guy, and, and maybe they're doing 30 or 40 miles a week. But generally, if they're uh, 1,500 meters on up, they're doing at least 60 miles a week. And you? Uh, yeah, that's not as much anymore. I'm more like an, an, an 800 meter runner these days. I, I do about 30 miles a week, maybe five. If I can get my five miles in a day, then five I feel, miles then I slacker. Feel, then I feel like I can eat lasagna without. <laughs> I don't any even pressure. know you anymore, Coach. <laughs> I know. Five miles I've a let day. It go. I've let it go. But uh, <laughs> when is the last time you ran five miles ever, Jerem? Five miles ever uh, yeah, on the basketball like, court, like Reggie Miller. I'm just running around everywhere. <laughs> no, it's maybe one mile or something. I don't that's know. unbelievable. No, that's amazing. Ed Eyestone, BYU track and field coach on BYU Sports Nation, with Spencer. 
Linton and Jerem. Now, now, wait a minute. I want to bring something up. I ran cross country in high school. I finished 55th in 5A my junior year. <laughs> really? I did nice. not get a letter from BYU. No, really? Well, we have a cutoff point. <laughs> at at Copper Hills point. in West Jordan. <laughs> I finished third on my team. Yeah, no, no I was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes sometimes there's a diamond in the rough. It sounds like you were very rough. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. That is the kindest way that you can possibly put that. Coach, I didn't go to practice at all. <laughs> yeah. As I was saying, at Stone BYU Track and Field, Coach on BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. How have you been able to draw from your Olympic experiences and, and just your experience as a runner in general to, to use uh, as, as a coach and as a motivator for, for the athletes that you work with? Well, uh, I, I'm not, obviously I had a lot of years of experience. You know, I, I competed at BYU and then I had, um, 15, 17 years competing as a professional athlete. And so, uh, you know, as I was getting to be about 40 years of age, it was like, okay, now what am I going to do for a real job for the, and, and fortunately <laughs> there was a position here at BYU and it's, it's been a great, uh, union, I think for the last, uh, 14 years, at least from my part. Uh, and, um, so I think there are just some inherent things that you pick up over the years uh, when you do it as a profession one is just the basic uh, training you know physiology involved and required to run at a top level and I think that uh, at least early on my coaching career uh, I think the guys could see that not only could I talk the talk but I could walk the walk in terms of the, those first few years I would run the workouts the interval workouts the tempo runs so whatever it was the long runs with the guys and uh, you know have the stopwatch in my hand finish uh, the interval and then turn around as they came across the line and uh you know obviously i don't do that any longer uh but um i just think that the you know knowing that i've had that experience to draw from um if i come up with a workout or something they'll kind of i I don't think there's that that questioning uh like do you know what you're talking about (laughs) Um, but having said that i don't think just because someone has been a, a i mean we see many many examples in all the sports of of people who have been athletes and then transitioned to coaching and just because they were uh you know above average athlete doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be an above average coach i think it takes uh uh just uh, and and that's the first thing i said in, in one of my first team meetings with the team i said hey it's not about me anymore you know i've been there done that and the older i get the the less i can do what i'm asking you guys to do but uh but hopefully you know i've i've been able to acquire the skills uh to 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 be paying the coach. bills yeah yeah, t- yeah. exactly <laughs> and i stone is on BYU sports nation uh really big meet this weekend mount sac relays tell us about that that's in, huge uh, Walnut, yeah. California. yeah it's huge for us uh particularly the dis- distance segment of our uh the distance categories in our in our track and field team uh it's mount sac traditionally has always been a great place to run fast and uh so we i'll be taking on the men's side about uh 16 athletes and about uh 15, 16 athletes on the women's side as well in the distance events, and they'll be running, trying to hit their uh, regional qualifying marks. The way that NCAA works now, particularly with us being without a conference, is all the focus is towards the the Western Regional Meet, which is basically the first round of the NCAA championships. And so there are times, and and the way that you do that is you need to be in the top 48 in the West region to make it to the first round of the NCAAs. And so going off past year's 48th time or 48th mark, we're able to know more or less the time or distance required to make it to that first round of the, of the NCAAs. And so that's kind of been the focus for the team this year. Currently, we have 31 uh, regional qualifiers, and uh, we have a team goal of trying to hit 50 uh, by the time uh, the regionals take place in, in the end of May, and, and that's what we're working towards. Okay. We wish you the best of luck. 
Thank you. I appreciate before that. Before you go, we want your autograph. Wow. All, uh, this is big time. I think you're the first Olympian to send this. Okay. Have we had an Olympian? Uh-uh. This? I don't think really? so. Really? By we're, the way, we're still waiting for Kate Hansen, the luge coop. We need like a like a baton or a javelin or a hammer or something to put on this set. We don't know oh, what to put with track yeah, and field. Yeah, we'll, most definitely. Can we figure that out. Yeah, maybe we can get an old old <laughs> hammer. We'll send that up a disc, <laughs> or at least at the very least a track spike for you guys. Wayne Fowler joins us next. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Craig Bills, and you are in BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation rolls on. Thank you, Craig Bills. Spencer Linton and Jeremy Jordan live from Studio B. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jeremy Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is on demand, people. Listen to the show on demand at BYUSportsNation.com and watch on BYUTV.org slash DVR. That conversation a moment ago with Ed Eyestone was really nice because after my spectacular junior season in cross country, finishing 55th in 5A, passing the kid from Bingham on <laughs> That's the all track, that matters. which was like, That's all Bingham, that matters. eat it! <laughs> Your arch rival was, uh, will BYU send me a letter? And no, I'm not serious, but yeah, Ed Eisone, uh you were pretty rough. <laughs> you, yeah, there are, there are diamonds in the rough. You were pretty rough, I literally I believe, didn't go to practice. I just love the competition of like, <laughs> you go to practice and I don't, and I just ran by you. Like, I feel, I sort of feel ah, bad. No, that's no. fantastic. I was terrible. Our Twitter question today is, what is your Cougars in the Association's headline from last night talking about Jimmer Fredette, Brandon Davies, and Jennifer Hampson getting drafted by the LA Sparks in the WNBA draft? A perfect way to bring in Blaine Fowler, regular contributor to BYU Sports Nation. WNBA draft expert, Blaine Fowler. What is your headline for Cougars in the Associations from last night? I I just love the fact that whenever Jimmer actually gets playing time, he produces. Yes. What do you know? How many times does he have to do it? The numbers don't lie. They didn't lie when he was in Sacramento. When he played, he produced. He shot a high percentage. He contributed. And Chicago was big time in the plus last night. When you look at plus minus when he was on the floor, it, it's just like how many plus people, 18 the guy can play. He can play. The guy can play. Just so, give him a that's chance. That's my thing is like let him play four or five games in a row, starter minutes, and see what happens. Why not? Yeah. So he, he was my headline for last night. because, I, and, and you know what? I loved the reaction of the Chicago fans. Like they love him. They love Jimmer Fredette. Who doesn't, Who right? besides San Diego so, State and Utah fans don't like Jimmer Fredette? Exactly. Well, maybe the New Mexico fans. New Mexico yeah, and New Utah Mexico. State um, and yeah, light St. Up, Mary's and Gonzaga. Okay, <laughs> okay, the list is bigger. When I've done, when I've done um, New Mexico games down the pit since that time, um, fans still come up to me and say, hey, do you remember that game when Jimmer went off for over 50 on us and only shot one free throw in the tournament semis? And I'm like, yeah, I called that game. I remember it. What's the guy's <laughs> name? The, so, the Snake? What's his name? The Snake. He was. They're super fans. So I, was, I, I, oh, yeah. I was doing a game down there, and we got, and I was, I was doing it with, uh, with uh, an old buddy Trey Bender that hadn't done a game in the pit for a long time, and he drove over to the arena with me. We get out of the car, and Snake comes over and gives me a hug. Now, those that don't know Snake, he's just like tattooed everywhere, crazy mohawk hair, dude. Just this, he looks scary, but he's harmless, and and uh, he comes over to the car. Hey, Glenn, glad you're back, and he gives me a hug, and then he walks off, and Trey Bender looks at me, and he goes. What, what the heck is that? What, <laughs> is that? Not who know, is that? that guy, like, you're friends with that guy? What are you hugging that guy? And I'm like, no, no, no. This, this is the tradition. He just he just is always here. He's been here for as long as I can remember. He's one of the crazy fans in the old Mountain West Conference. BYU's yeah. version of that is Bean Mace. He's awesome. 
don't know if you've met Bean Mace. The guy's fantastic. I have. I need to meet him. Tatted up, red beard. I love Bean Mace. (laughs) I was going to tell you, Jerem, so Ed Eichstone used to live around the corner. Yeah, I was going to ask you. And and I would get up and run in the morning, and this is back before I got really fat, and uh, (laughs) I would... I was actually in pretty good shape, but I would run down my street across, and then up his street was uphill from me. So I may be a block and a half out on my run, and he would come bounding up Mutton Hollow Road, you know, which is straight uphill for three miles, up and behind me. I could tell he's been running, but he's just as fresh as can be. And he'd come up behind me, and he'd always say the same thing. He'd go, "Man, how long have you been out? You look like you've done about ten miles." And and I would say, yeah, that is just mean. You know I've only been running for one block. <laughs> and, and, and I would say, how far have you gone? Well, I ran up Highway 89 across Riverdale Road, and then I came back down the back way, down Main, up, you know, Fairfield. And I'm like, so you, you basically have already run 17 miles, and you look a lot better than I do after I just came a block. And he goes, well, that's the point I was trying to make. See you later. And then he would bound <laughs> off past me and go up to his house. <laughs> He's a great guy. It's oh. it's uncanny to me that people run for fun. I just I just don't get it, I, and I never will. The, the, well, they will run forever. Realize, Respect. He, I mean, he loved it. He was a machine, and we back at BYU at the time that he was there, along with Doug Padilla, and we had Henry Marsh in that same era. BYU was producing world class Olympic runners in the distances. Back in those days, and, and you, that and, was at the same time you were here, right? Eighty four, eighty five, right? Yeah, yeah. Those are those are all really good buddies, real, and I have tremendous respect for them. And now they're all back involved with the with the track program now. But uh, I, Ed was one of the premier runners in the world, as was Doug Padilla. And so was that mustache he had. Oh. Yeah, that was big time. That was big time. <laughs> but but uh, it was it was a great time. You know, BYU tracks. Been, been very good at times since, but that was kind of the Camelot of BYU track when you had those guys there, and there were you know, multiple Olympians being represented from BYU. Not not just the U.S., but many of the throwers were competing for other countries around the world um, from BYU's track program. Blaine Fowler's on BYU Sports Nation. Blaine, uh, what do you think of Jennifer Hampson getting drafted 23rd overall by the LA Sparks last night? Oh, I think I think it's an amazing accomplishment considering she's already put the word out that she's going to play volleyball. That tells you how highly coveted her skill set and her size is that somebody's going to say, you know what, we're going to draft her and see if we can't persuade her to come and play, and even if she doesn't, we'll take her next year. You know, And, and so her stock went up so dramatically when BYU had this great run. And I think the BYU's women's basketball team is one of the great stories in BYU sports this year. Uh, you know, for them to get to the Sweet 16, to upset the team, you know, to beat Nebraska on their home floor, to, 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 to do – yeah, that's right. They beat Nebraska on their home floor, right? They beat Nebraska in L.A. In L.A. And then right played before the home floor in Lincoln. Okay. Yep. I was trying to remember. So it was the, 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 the thing was supposed to go back to Nebraska, and everybody was anticipating Nebraska would go host, and BYU knocks them out, and, and then they go play so well against UConn, probably better – I mean, in my mind, BYU matched up better with UConn than Notre Dame did in the championship. Absolutely, and, and, yes. And so, so her stock went from, hey, this is a girl with a lot of length inside um, that we think can play and looks like has a good skill set, to, wow, she's a premier player. She can change the game. And they recognize that she's been mixing volleyball and basketball together for so many years that if she just focuses strictly on basketball, she is going to be a dominant player in the WNBA. But I don't know, you know, 
I don't know what her dream is. Is her dream to be a dominant player in the WNBA, or is her dream to be an Olympic volleyball player? Because she certainly has both within her reach. Maybe both, yeah. Jennifer yeah, Hampson, yeah. the Y Awards Female Athlete of the Year, picked 23rd overall by the L.A. Sparks, is going to play volleyball for BYU next year. We'll see what happens at the WNBA after that. Blaine Fowler's on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, Blaine, let's talk about Taysom Hill and the recent news that he is headed to the Manning camp, uh, which is profiling wide receivers, quarterbacks, just the ability to throw the ball. What do you really feel like Taysom can get from going to that camp and how can he apply it to make himself a better quarterback at BYU? Well, first of all, it's, it's a lot of exposure for BYU and for Taysom because people talk about that camp all the time. Um, and to be asked to be an instructor puts you right in that spotlight as one of the nation's elite quarterbacks. Last year, it was Aaron Murray from Georgia, Connor Shaw from South Carolina, Zach Mettenberg from LSU, and Johnny Manziel from Texas A&M that got invited. And this is, and literally the guys that do the inviting, it's, it's Peyton, Eli, and Archie Manning that decide of, of all the quarterbacks in the country. And you think about that, those were all SEC guys last year. And they reached out this year and they said, you know what, we, we like the game of this Taysom Hill guy. We like what he stands for. And so off of the field, it's tremendous exposure. It's exposure for the university. And we know that Taysom's going to go back there and represent himself well and carry himself as a great example and do a lot better job than, frankly, Johnny Manziel did last year when he left that camp early. I think so. Yeah. And so, so that part of it's all fine and dandy, but he's going to be instructing side-by-side with some of the great football minds in the world from the NFL and from college. And he's going to be working side-by-side with quarterbacks from the NFL and great quarterbacks from college. And those guys aren't going to not work out at night. They're going to do some throwing and things um, in the evenings when they have time to, to keep their game sharp. So he's going to be throwing the football around with some of the elites in the country. So you, you, from a mental perspective in preparation for next season, um, listening to some of the teaching techniques and the things he's going to see there and the ability to work out with some of these guys, I think it's huge. I think his game will advance um, both the mental part of it and the physical part of it as he's there for that time. I think it's a great thing for him on and off the field. Blaine Fowler, our Cougarette beat reporter, is on BYU Sports Nation. You were in Orlando to see your daughter and the Cougarettes win a 13th national championship. What did you think of the performance? It, it was amazing. I, Tom Holmo kept telling me, hey, when you see this thing, you're not going to believe how competitive and how intense it is. You know, thousands of people jammed in these arenas, and they have to be perfect. And BYU was almost perfect. 9.916 in the Open Dance Division, and they go against – the who's who in college athletics in this. They're, they're in the same division that they would be in football, so Division 1A, and they go up against Purdue and Texas Tech and Missouri and North Carolina and Texas and Georgia. I mean, We own Texas, Blaine. <laughs> you know what? They've got to be feeling really bad right now. After football, basketball, <laughs> now we just set them in the collegiate dance. This is, they're going to have to have they're gonna have an inferiority complex. And if we, if we spank them down again in the spot, I don't know what they're going to do. The Longhorn I, Network lists that they, they're similar to BYU TV on their – their uh, website as well. So we've got a lot going for us in that regard. It's, it's awesome. Well, they, they were great. And, and not only do they rep- represent themselves well you know, on the dance floor, because they're phenomenal. They're, BYU really is like Duke is to basketball, like Alabama is to football. They're the dominant collegiate dance program in the United States. They're looked up to by all of these huge programs. And by the way, our girls aren't on scholarships. And almost all the other programs, with the exception of Louisville, who's another top program, the Texas's, Purdue's, Missouri's, those are all scholarship athletes that are on their collegiate dance. Huh. I did not and know our, that. 
our program is so well respected and there's so much talent that these girls will come and pay their own way to dance and they're the number one program in the country year after year after year. Um, it, it goes back, you know, BYU and Minnesota are the two best programs in the country and BYU's right up there with no scholarships. So it's, it's, pre- it's pretty amazing that they can compete. And Tom told me something, I think, like the BYU faithful will be really proud of this. He said, Blaine, you wait till the hip hop comes. Because hip hop runs through some, Provo, <laughs> he says. He says you're going to see some things from the other squads, though, that you're going to go. What administrator in their right mind from that university approved those outfits <laughs> for college girls to wear and approved those dance moves that they're doing? He says, and he goes. But here's the thing: BYU has so dominated this the last couple of years, wearing modest outfits. You know, you know, very attractive performance type outfits, but modest and not doing some of these crazy gyration moves that are not modest. And they've won the thing so many times, or they finish in the top two every year in hip-hop. These girls from Provo, it's just amazing. So I, he said, you, you can expect to see some crazy things. Well, when I went to the hip-hop performance this year, and by the way, BYU finished second to Louisville in that one. Oh, yeah, we're, we were all over that one. <laughs> third, third team with UConn, they were close. But, but here's what was interesting. I watched all of the top five in finals and all the top ten um, teams in that competition, they all had significantly more modest outfits than usual. They all had less crazy twerking type things in their in their dances. And I thought, isn't this interesting? They want to be like that, BYU. You think you've got to change to match up and compete with the world? And in this category, that these young ladies went out and showed that no, no, if you want to win, you got to do it this way. And the rest of the country has come to the right in terms of conservatism and, and hip-hop dance nationally because of BYU. That's Stamp a of approval. That is awesome. Blaine Fowler, nobody breaks down the National Cheer and Dance Championships Report. like Blaine Fowler. Highlight of that interview for me was the fact that you said gyration and twerking. Like, <laughs> yes. All-time high. Thanks, Blaine. Thanks for two, the time, Blaine. Two words that are now in my repertoire. Of course. <laughs> I, of course, guys. And, and by the way, I will be our beat writer for uh, beat reporter for the Dance Nationals again next year. You can count on me. It was awesome. Sounds awesome. good. Thanks, Ben. Talk to you later. <laughs> Austin Collie says he's not the best wide receiver in BYU history. Huh? Is that a big deal or no deal? This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV, sponsored in part by BYU or by National Processing, rather, credit card processing for your business needs. Saturday at 9 Eastern, watch the MPSF quarterfinal match between top-seeded BYU and USC. The Cougars are on a four-game losing streak, but look to snap out of it in the conference tournament Saturday night. You know what I want to do? Play Big Deal. Big Deal. No deal. National Processing sponsorship of Big Deal, No Deal is a big deal. Credit card processing for your business needs. Let's go number one. Big deal, no deal. Jamal Williams participates in his first track and field practice yesterday. Big deal. Jamal Williams is going to run track and field. We, we heard it from the horse's mouth. Ed Eyestone told us today on BYU Sports Nation that Jamal will run track and field. He hopes that he has a good experience. So it's, it's kind of a feeling out process. But the fact that he's there, awesome. It's, it's a win-win for both pro- programs, like Coach said. Yeah, it's a big deal because BYU track and field can get some really good positive pub, and I hope that Jamal can contribute. How cool would that be if he's in the 4 by 100 I would love to see that. He's probably the anchor. Oh, man, I would, I would go watch that race, absolutely. Number two. Big deal, no deal, Jen Hampson, waiting to begin her WNBA career. 
I'm going to say no deal because she's a good enough athlete and has enough size that she can succeed whatever she focuses on, whether it be volleyball or basketball. She'll be an All-American volleyball player next year. And then when she gets a chance to work with those WNBA teams, those players, and she's playing around the high level of competition, she'll raise her game. So I say no deal. She gets to do both things. That's the big deal. Yeah, I'm no deal as well because she's drafted, but it does, she's not going to play this year. So it's a, it's still more than a year away. So no deal for me on that. Number three. Big deal, no deal. Jimmer Fredette gets free last night and gets some run with the Bulls. Hallelujah. Could not have said it better. <laughs> Just give him a chance. It's a big deal because every time he goes in the stinking game, he does something good. Like, why can't you not play him a few games in a row and just see what happens? Let the guy score the basketball. I'm going to say no deal because I want the Bulls to give him more of a chance. One game is one game. Like, Corey Brewer scored like 51. It was one game. No one's saying Corey Brewer is one of the best players in the league. He just had a great game. I want Jimmer to get more opportunity, and I don't think that that's going to how, happen in the playoffs. But he has done it in more than one game, though. That's the thing. He's done it with multiple the Bulls? games. No, one game with the Still, Bulls. Still, they know what he can do. He can be a big deal, but it is not a big deal. Oh, number four. Big deal, no deal. BYU Volleyball finishes with a losing record oh. on the road. No deal. <laughs> They're coming home to play the MPSF tournament. It's a really hard place to beat BYU in the Smithfield house. Have they lost at home this year? Jeremy, have they lost at home this year? Uh, they have not. They have 11 not. And, so, oh. nope, no deal. Uh, to me, it's actually a big deal because BYU, should they, let's say they win th- the MPSF tournament, they're going to have to win on the road to win the NCAA championship. And what is BYU defined by? Not conference titles, NCAA titles. These guys are going to have to not only play well at home, but they're going to have to win on the road in order to Neutral get, court. Neutral court. No, Loyola is going to be there hosting it. It's going to be their court. BYU conceivably could meet Loyola in the title game on their court. We'll talk about that if that happens. But it's a neutral court until they meet Loyola. It's a, like road is away from Provo, not just true road. But plus, you play true road games at like Northridge, UC San Diego. No one's in the stands. It's a home game almost. Number five. Big deal, no deal. The Blood Moon. <laughs> Big deal. <laughs> I stayed up until 1 a.m. to watch this thing. They you do? know what? It was cool. It was a spectacle. It was better than I thought it would be. I did not stay up. I set an alarm and then didn't heat it. Because guess what? I could just look at pictures and not stay up. Oh, totally different. And I'm well rested. Oh, totally different. Except that my baby wouldn't go to sleep. Come on. You think a picture does that justice? Uh, Yeah, I do, actually. Yes, yes, I do. No. Blood moon. Oh, cool. (laughs) Number six. Big deal, no deal. Countdown to Connecticut. 136. If you say no deal, then you're fired. <laughs> uh, uh, big, big deal? This is a big deal. 136 <laughs> days until BYU football opens the season in East Hartford, Connecticut. What is your Cougars in the Association's headline from last night? Keep them coming on Twitter, BYUSN. A couple of conference pitchers of the week and a lead in the conference tourney as well. This is BYU Sports Nation. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. I'm Spencer. That's Jerem over there on my left. You know what time it is, man? Whoops. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Volleyball. After losing four straight matches, the BYU men's volleyball team has slipped to number four in the polls. Who cares? The Cougars will host the MPSF quarterfinals this Saturday, I care, against USC. That match will be broadcast right here on BYU TV beginning at 9 Eastern. Cougars in the association. 
Brandon Davies played 13 minutes, scored 11 points, and grabbed three rebounds in a rare 76ers victory, 113-108, overtaking the Celtics. Jimmer Fredette, Jimmer, had a big night for the Bulls, playing 31 minutes, scoring 17 points, 108-95 win over the Orlando Magic. At Young Tim, 32. Oh, never mind. I'll read that in a moment. (laughs) Cougar All-American Jennifer Hampson was picked 23rd overall last night in the second round of the WNBA draft by the LA Sparks. We got next. Hampson told BYU Sports Nation last week that she would focus on volleyball this summer and fall, then look to her WNBA options next year. Baseball. Tough night for the Cougs in Santa Barbara as the baseball team lost 9-5 to number 14 UCSB. Brock Whitney's size 13-game hit streak come to an end last night. In uh. better news for the Cougar baseball team, Jeff Barker named the West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week. Nice. Golf. After day one of the WCC Championships, the men's golf team sits in first place at 3-under, one stroke ahead of Pacific. Our homeboy Joe Parkinson is on the top Cougar male golfer <laughs> sitting tied for third at 2-under. His teammates, Jordan Hammer, that's what I call my right bicep, and Justin Kelly are one stroke behind uh, Parkinson at one under. On the women's side, the Cougars are in third place at 11 over. Alex White is the top Cougar golfer in third place over, I feel like I've been reading for eight minutes, overall shooting a two under on day one. I stopped listening when you said, that's what I call my right bicep. Uh, it's, it's a doubleheader Tuesday Hammer. for the softball team. Sorry, yeah, whatever. <laughs> doubleheader for the softball team. They host two games against Southern Utah today. Game one is at 6 Eastern. Game two begins at 8 Eastern. Can be heard on BYU Radio or seen on the W.TV. Freshman pitcher McKenna Bull, the West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week as well for the second time this season. Who gets our rise and shout? Jamal Williams and Lex Eaton. Dual, sports athlete, dual sport athletes, football and hoops, as well as track and field. The tweet I was going to read. Yes. At YoungTim32. The headline after last night. Fredette given yard time expected to return to his cell Tuesday. <laughs> Hashtag free Jimmer again. That's great. At Fritzy52. Smite him, brethren, and sister Hampson. I <laughs> at, hope that's how you wanted me to read that. At Tasha Lynn 19 Jimmer! Yes. At JNLs21. Chicago fans love Jimmer. Yes, they do. Thanks to our guests today. Great stuff with Ed Eyestone, Blaine Fowler, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at BYU Sports Nation for show links and much more. It's time to throw stuff. Former BYU hoopsters demand professional attention. It's about time. Isn't it about yeah, yes. time? I love that. Thank you, Trevor underscore Linton. Episodes of the show on demand at BYUSportsNation.com every afternoon. Shout out to Miles Batty. BYU Sports Nation, we know why.